Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning and blessing me. I'm trying to get this lighting thing done as I'm still sitting there and working from home. But again, I want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, giving me the activities on my lap. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the episode From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from myself, as well as other individuals that will be calling in on the show, and they will be pretty much my biblical scholars, because you guys know I'm not. But today's topic is entitled, Do Not Play with God. Now, today's show is designed to remind individuals that God is still in control. It appears that individuals are losing hope, they're losing trust, and faith in God. And what's happening is, and I'm looking at TV right now, so let me turn this off because it's down because I don't need to be hearing this. But it appears that today we are watching and witnessing so many individuals pretending to be God, mocking God, not being a believer. And I'm not seeing and trying to tell individuals what to do. That is not the purpose of the show. Because the show is not designed in regards to religion. It's more of a relationship, meaning what is your relationship with your higher power? Now, I have my first caller calling in, so let me log them on to the show. Good morning. This is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? Number ended in A4. Oh, I guess that would be me. How are you? I guess I'm doing well. You don't know your own phone number? <laughs> well, I wasn't quite sure. I've been on different lines, so I wasn't quite sure. I just want to you know, the intro. Gotcha. I got it now. Gotcha. Okay, no problem. So do you want to tell the listeners who you are? Oh, I'm Reverend uh, Mike Johnson. I... Uh, I'm on the pastoral staff of Greater True Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles under the tutelage of uh, Dr. Michael L. Wilson. Mm-hmm. And uh wonderful church, a teaching church, a loving church. I've been in the ministry for a number of years. Love God, love the Word, and love talking with people. And as you know personally, I love to talk. <laughs> Well, you know what? That was one of the reasons for inviting you on the show. And, you know, you and I have had several different conversations, especially as it relates to people. Especially the way times are now and what we're seeing today. And it's like today more than ever. We need to realize that we should not plan with God. I started off as I was putting the show together, and I thought about my mother and being a mother. And you know how I talk to my kids sometimes, my adult children, even my grandkids. One of them is, mm-hmm. and the second one is, don't play with me. And I remember my mother used to say, don't play with me. And when she meant that, when she said it, she meant exactly what she was saying, do not play with me. Now, when we talk about God and we talk about our higher power, what is it that you see, Reverend Mike, to where a lot of individuals are not taking things seriously, but we're putting our trust more in man, in other people? What do you think is going on here? Well, that statement is so true. People are putting their faith and their trust in man. And uh, when you uh, text me the topic and a uh, little bit of conversation we had this morning, I looked at uh, three scriptures, if I may read them, because mm-hmm. we all know who the elephant in the room is. The first <laughs> one is Hosea. <laughs> yeah, the first one is Hosea, the eighth chapter and the fourth verse. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it reads, They set up kings, but not by me. Mm. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idol for themselves mm-hmm. that they might be cut off. 
And then the second one is in Daniel, the second chapter, at the 21st verse, and it reads, and he changes the times and the seasons. Okay, pay mm-hmm. attention to this. He removes kings. Wow. And he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. And then the last one I want to read, this is over in Romans, the 13th chapter. Mm-hmm. And the first verse, let every soul be subject to the governing authority. Mm-hmm. There is no authority except from God. Wow. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So I think these sisters kind of let us know who's in charge. Correct. Correct. Well, you know what, you know what, Reverend um, Johnson, I have a question. And part of this is because I've done several shows on Tuesday when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, which is a segment. And, you know, because we have an election coming up, and I tell other people, vote. you vote for who you want to vote for. Nobody's trying to tell you who to vote for. However, there are other things that are on the ballot besides just the presidential candidates. We got to look at some of these propositions. We got to look at... Even in those side, it's about who's running for mayor. So there's a lot of different things going on, and we do need to pay attention. We talk about wisdom. Now, biblically, a lot of individuals, and we talked about this before, how they say not only just in leadership, but that our government is appointed by God. Now, many of us know, and they've been trying to justify this, God didn't have nothing to do with that. Even though he's in control, and it's also, what are we learning from this? But what is your take on that when we say, or in the Bible, when it talks about that our government is appointed by God? And do you think that that's part of the reason why individuals are so caught up in this, this the elephant in the room, per, per se? What do you think that's about? Well, when you look at Matthew, the 24th chapter, it talks about the last day. It reads like a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it talks about in the last days, people are going to have itchy ears. You Ooh, know, believe in like falsehood. <laughs> oh, yeah. You read, you read Matthew 24. I mean, that's that's an eye-opener. Uh-huh. And, and, and it, it, it gives you a blow-by-blow blow of what's going to happen. In the last days, even the very elect is going to be deceived. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about this elephant in the room, uh, I, I quoted this scripture to you this morning, and I said, let's look at this and not say anything, but see who this scripture, or excuse me, see who this scripture is, uh, is describing. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Proverbs 6, chapter 16, verse. Mm-hmm. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven. <laughs> Or an abomination to him. Here we go. A proud look, a lion tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a mm-hmm. heart that devises wicked plans, mm-hmm. feet that are swift to running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, mm. and one who sows discord among the brethren. Wow. Who is a that described? Well, you know it describes our president. <laughs> and you know what? It is so sad. It is, it is so. It is so sad because I'm watching now the repeat of the, you know, him coming out taking his mask off. And I was watching the View this morning, and the one thing I commend will be, and she said, "Don't." It's like that old saying, "Don't you try this at home." I remember being a kid, and I went to the circus. And I saw these people put knives down their throat. And I'll never forget. I probably was about seven, six, something like that. And when I got mm-hmm. home, I tried that. And my uncle, who is now deceased, he walked in that kitchen on 133rd and saw me standing there with them knives down my throat. That man better be hell out of me. You know, because I saw it and I thought I could do it, and no, that was not for me. So what's happening is we're getting caught up in all of this with people playing God, and we're going to talk a little bit about mocking God because that's another thing. Now, Victoria, I see you on Facebook Live. Wish I could bring you in on the camera if you, are, if you could call in on the show. 
because we need to talk about this because a lot of times individuals are thinking they can try that at home. And that's what I was thinking about, though. So I just at home. So individuals got to realize this coronavirus is real. And you don't have to, certain things you just don't play with. You don't play with stuff like that. You know, I don't have to sit up there and say, I, was, I, I had HIV and HIV and, and let me get it to, to prove a point. No, I'm not doing that. So it goes back to that ears. Sometimes people want to hear what they want to hear. But what I was getting back to what I was saying is um, what we said to people, um, you're not going to get the doctors that he got. You're not. It's not going to turn out for you like that. So I commend her for that because with these itchy ears, we need to be mindful of what we're listening to and who we are listening to because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, you know, uh, I, I preached a sermon uh, two or three weeks ago, and part of my sermon, I was looking at these cult leaders. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, uh, matter of fact, Marshall Applewhite was in your county, San Diego County. Remember him? Wow. You know what, to be honest with you, I don't. I've heard of the name, but I... Okay, you, you remember that, that Marshall name. Applewhite was the one that was waiting on the Hellbomb Comet, and he said after the comets passed by... Uh, uh, the spaceship going to take us up to heaven. And they were all uh, stretched out, 39 of them, on these bands, uh-huh. wearing brand new shoes down in the Rancho Sanger Margarita. Remember that? Uh-huh. Okay. And then you have David Koresh, who's also okay. a cult leader. Uh-huh. 28 people lost their lives following him. And then, wow. of course, the creme de la creme was uh, yep. Jim Jones. Jim Jones, yep. With 900 people. Lost their lives. Look how right. many people have lost their lives listening and following this man that spouts lies and Thank misinformation. You. Matter of Thank fact, uh, Adolf Hitler's propaganda minister, his name was Joseph Golub, mm-hmm. he said if you tell a big enough lie and tell it long enough, people will believe it. People will believe it. That's true. Now, we got Lady T on the line, so let me log her on. Okay. Because we're going to take this show to a whole other level because I'm glad you, you went in that direction because we're seeing this a lot in ministry. Good morning, Lady P. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How you know you? what is funny? I remember people's last two numbers of their phone number. But if I got in trouble and if I had to dial your number, I would not know it. <laughs> I just remember the last two. Now, thank you, Lady T, for joining us. And I know you have a lot to say also as it relates to this topic, Don't Play With God. And I want to take it to, because many individuals have been out of church. And some are doing mm-hmm. what's called Zoom Church because of the COVID. And, but there were still members and congregations still having church, coming up positive. One of the pastors, Tammy, I don't know if you saw him, was from Riverside that was at Trump's event. He's now positive for COVID. And when I was listening to him talk the other day, he's mad. This man seemed pissed off because now he was still trying to, you know, host church. What is your take on that in regards to the fact that when we're talking about playing with God and yet we're talking about a lot of different things that's going on, whether it's the weather, whether it's COVID, whether it's unemployment, there's a lot of things that people are going through. But what is your take on this on this topic? Well, because of COVID and all this, it's it's a it is a lot going on per se, and mm-hmm. some people are just being ridiculous. Like um, he was just mentioning um, about you know Jim Jones and all them. We have some modern day modern day Jim Jones. I mean, people are actually drinking the Kool Aid, but they. People sipping the Kool Aid. They're taking in what these yeah, people. True. They're taking in what these pastors are giving them. Okay, so the Bible tells us. Okay, yeah, we do trust God. We have faith in God, but the Bible also tells us to follow the laws of the land. And it says to wear a mask, use social distancing, don't be in crowds. But we have these pastors who's like, oh, we have faith in God. Ain't nobody going to get no COVID, blah, blah, And then your whole congregation ends up with COVID. Why God is allowing that to happen? Because you're being disobedient because you're going against what the word is saying. And 
you think you best friends with God and God ain't going to do nothing to you, but you are misleading the people. So while you're not following God, you got people following you into damnation because you up there talking about, oh, we don't need to wear masks. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. And when people get sick, you want to lie and say, oh, somebody brought it in and gave it to everybody. No, you sat up there, you gave it to everybody because you want to sit up there and, and act like you Jesus. And you want to do it. You want right. to get all the glory. You want to get all the glory, but you ain't giving nobody no grace and mercy because you ain't got none. But you want to sit up there and receive, you know, the people's praises and the, the glory and the honor. But you ain't Jesus. And so that's what I said. You plan with God. No, you plan with God, so you about to get God. So when everything starts crumbling and you lose everything you got, because like the like he said also, people, if you tell a lie long enough, people believe. So they believe that lie because it's been being told for over four or five years. So they following this misguided individual who, and, and at the end of the day, they're not following God. They following him. That's true. Mm-hmm. That right there is so everybody true. messed up. And it's a yeah. cult. I don't care what nobody. It's a cult because it's all about it's us. It's about us. We and our time. It's about, and then you... It's crazy because they doing everything this man saying. If he don't like somebody, they don't like them, and they start talking about them. If somebody leaves the church, oh, when they was there, they get prayed. When they leave, oh, they was of the devil. They was this. They was that is cold. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of times we find individuals that are looking for something. They're looking. They're they're soul searching and Tammy, you and I had this conversation the other day because I was like, I don't have no church to go to. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm listening with T D J, Jamal Bryan and and um and, and all these other individuals I'm doing you know, tapping in with Thea is listening to Friendly Church of God in Christ with I'm listening to Pastor Mark Whitlock. I'm like, you know, this is getting ridiculous but by that same yeah, token I know better than to be sitting my butt up there trying to follow a man that ain't going to lead you straight to hell. So Right, but at the same time, Jeanette, but Jeanette, you are the church. So turn on your music, praise in your house, yeah. read your word, and, and, and read your word, and then get a message from God out of it. I mean, so God can meet you wherever you at. So wherever you at, that's where you in church. That is so true. Right now, can I, can I interject this? Yes, you may. I, I, I like I like to say this is that <laughs> when you look at the life of Christ, that's the example that I look at the standard for good uh-huh. and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. He spent very yeah. little time in the temples and in the synagogues. Most of his ministry yeah. was what outside of the walls outside. of the church. That's and right. like you just said, we are the church. And one of the things, you know, with this virus, as a lady T was talking, I was thinking about over in Deuteronomy 28. And uh, uh, Deuteronomy 28 chapter is the blessing and the cursing chapter. The first uh, 14, Mm -hmm. 15 verses says, God will bless you if you do this. And curses will come upon you if you do that. Now, the first two verses, it says, now it shall come to pass if, if is a conditional word, as my pastor always says, (laughs) if you diligently obey the Uh voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all, not some, but all his commandments, which I command to you, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, I like this part, shall come upon you. And overtake yeah. you Because mm-hmm. you obey the voice of the Lord Your God And the best example yeah. I can see Remember when Moses came to Egypt mm-hmm. And Moses said Let my people go And the Pharaoh said no I ain't So the Lord said okay All those plagues that he hit Egypt Do you know not one plague hit the children of Israel wow. Who was just a wow. little bit Away from them Even mm-hmm. when it was dark in Egypt It was right over there in the camp of the Israelites, God will mm-hmm. always make exception between light and darkness, between good and evil. Well, you know what? It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of that thing, you know, back in Compton, we used to say, if if was a fifth, we'll all be drunk. And, you know, because we always talk about the if, the if, 
you know, and the it. But the thing is, we have to be mindful and use wisdom. Use wisdom. And it goes back to, like, playing. When you're playing, sometimes you can play too much. And there are consequences. Even when we look at it, even though we're talking about the coronavirus, we may be saving somebody's life. You know, talking about this, and Joanne had just texted or put on Facebook, it's called having a personal relationship for a reason. And that's why when I'm doing the shows on Tuesdays, a lot of times individuals think, oh, they're going to be Bible something, or they're going to be forcing us to believe it. No, we're not forcing you to believe in anything. It's a personal relationship. I know what works for me. I sent, uh, Mike, and you know my um, my thing is Psalm 30, 37. And you saw me when that man told me to read that that word that word that prophet. And I I carried my Bible and I stand on that word. And I was show I texted to a woman the other day, and she started watching and she said, you know what, you was right, because someone showed it to me. There's a difference versus teaching and preaching. Now we have someone on the line. Let me log them in. Number ending in zero three. How are you doing? Okay. Oh, good morning. Hello. And what do you want to add to the show? You got a. I can hear the echo. I heard me talking in the background. Hello. And what do you want to add to the show? Okay, you got a mute the back. I can hear you on the radio. It's it's like speaking itself. But what do you want to add to the show in regards to don't play with God? I'm going to I'm have you on Facebook, too. I'm going to just take you off of there so there's no feedback. Gotcha. This is Joanne. Okay, Joanne. What do you want to add to the show as we talk about don't play with God? Because we see a lot of individuals that are playing it. And we haven't even got to the consequences part. Because there are consequences. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to add to... Um, I think it was Lady T what she was saying. Um, what did she say earlier about um, the word says to follow the law of the land? Mm-hmm. I I agree with her 100%. Um, but a lot of people, um, you guys have all touched on this already, but a lot of people are following the man. Correct. Of the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. That's true. Left. The followers go left. Uh, you know, he turned right, they go right. My sister was like, he jumped off the bridge, they're going to jump off. Probably. That's what but your mama used to you say. Know. Your friend jump off the bridge, you go jump off the bridge? No. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I was thinking about that it boils down to our personal relationship. Someone else said that, too. It's about having a personal relationship with Christ. Now, I'm talking mm-hmm. to people that claim Christ that are believers, that are born again, your foundation needs to be in Christ. You need to believe his word, stand on his word. If you don't know, then you need to study to show yourself approved. The more you find Mm -hmm. out, the more you find out about him, um, let me say this. When you have a relationship with someone, it's personal, Mm-hmm. You, like Jeanette, me and you, we met at church, and then what did we do? We built our relationship by spending time together, hanging out, talking on the phone. So now nobody can't tell me anything about Jeanette Abney that I probably don't already know from experience. So I can speak personally about my personal relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That's how it works with Christ. You spend time with him. You get to know him. You have experiences with him. You go through trials, tribulations, trusting in him, building your faith in him. And he shows you who he is. His yep. word says for him, to try him. It challenges us to try him. When you try him, he reveals himself. You know, your uh, blessings are manifested, and, and that builds your faith. So mm-hmm. that's what you have to that's what you have to stand on. And if you can't testify to that, then keep living. Try him. Yep. You know what? And when you, you said that so easily, keep living. Mm-hmm. 
My mother used to always tell me that because, you know, I was a hard-head kid when I was growing up. And my mother used to say, mm-hmm. listen, I was talking to Mike this morning when he woke me up, and I responded Sorry. to <laughs> But you know what's so funny? You so used to me getting up, being on the road, running up and down these highways and byways. And I don't do that no more. I'm not playing. <laughs> <I am. laughs> you call me at 9 o'clock, I'm rolling out the bed, you know. So I'm not doing that because in the one thing, and like I said, and I'm we talk about consequences. I'm not trying to throw my brother up under the bus, but my brother Blackwell used to always tell me, Jeanette, slow down. I don't want to see you on your back. Slow down. Now, he was telling me what to do, and he's still on his back. He's still in the hospital. He's still going through, you know, and I also want to say today, happy birthday to my sister who turned 40, I mean, I must call her 42, good Lord, who turned 52 today. So, happy birthday, Boogie. Happy birthday, Prudy. You know, so people are still celebrating their birthdays, and thank God that they're still amongst the living. But, Mike, you, you know, made a comment when you were talking to me this morning, talking about what I was half asleep. Well, since you walked, think you talking about walking on water, I said, I said, no. I don't play with water. <laughs> I'm not taking that chance. Meaning you ain't going to you know, you know, tell me to walk. Heck no. So something I learned not to play with. And God you know, Jeanette, you just you just said something about your brother. He, he was advising you, telling you, you know, he don't want to be on your back. Mm-hmm. And now he's on his back. Um, yep. That made me think about... Um, Practicing what you preach, yeah, and what you preach, teach and preach, all of whichever. But practice makes mm-hmm. perfect. If you're not practicing it, and we're talking about how we're living now, we're living going to virtual church, but mm-hmm. we have to remember that we are the temple, our body. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you're, where you are. You don't have to be in a physical building to worship. Because, again, you have a personal relationship with Christ. The word tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, to join together. I think that's in Hebrew. So we we are assembling virtually, but spiritually, are you in tune with Christ? Mm -hmm. Again, we're going back to that personal relationship. If you have that, I shout in my room. I'm in my my room, in my bathroom, (laughs) wherever I am. I'm on the freeway. Oh, I'm about to pull over because, you know, for me, uh, uh, worship God is, is um, you know, it says praise him in the dance, whatever. Some people don't do that. But for me, when I get excited, I'm I'm emotional. I'll scream. I shout. I'm loud. Mm-hmm. You know, All how right. do you give praises? How do you celebrate? You Do you celebrate in silence? I don't. <laughs> so when you're rooted and grounded in him and in that word, it comes out. It, it reflects. I go places and people I don't know, they're like, you're radiant. You're shining. That's the Holy Ghost. Because it could be a bad day for me, but the Holy Ghost is radiating through us. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, again, where you are. It matters what, who you have within you, who you have living in you. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Joanne? Yeah, I like to share this. Can I share this mm-hmm. right quick? Yes, you may. I don't want to forget this thought where she said that the relationship it's a personal relationship. And that is also very true because, you know, when I used to teach my class, I would ask them, what does being intimate or intimate mean? And they quickly would go to sex. Having an intimate relationship with God is not that. And then, I mean, we used to have a little coin phrase, intimate you see. Like, I have an intimate relationship with Jeanette because she knows things about me that nobody knows, and I know things about her that nobody knows. And when we have that intimate relationship with God, we can go to him with anything. And, and, and as the young lady was saying, I thought about Hebrews, the fourth chapter. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts uh-huh. and the gifts of the heart. Here's verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we mm-hmm. must give account. Well, Amen. 
And that's where Amen. we need to living word. Being held accountable. You know, a lot of times, and we haven't even talked about people actually playing God, because, you know, we, we got people, some people that think they are God. They think they, like you said, they do walk on water. My, my son used to say they think they mess don't stink, and they get what's called the big head. So we got to be mindful, and we got to be careful when we're interacting with individuals like that so that we're not lured by that and being aware of wolves and sheep clothing. And sometimes you get a lot of people that are not trying to lead you to the promised land. They can lead you straight to hell if you don't be Absolutely. careful. So sometimes that goes back to you knowing your word and knowing your your relationship. That's what that goes back to. If you're easily led astray, because our pastor will tell us, check, you know, fact check. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe a good teacher. Or a preacher will tell you, what is that noise? Can you guys hear that? I can hear it too. It sounds like somebody's driving. I can hear like a wind or no, something. No, that's inter- that's interception in the. But I would okay. say that um, I think a good preacher or a preacher or whoever will ask you to go to the word so you can read it for yourself. Our pastor would tell us, go to the word and read it. I'm just mm-hmm. giving you. I'm just teaching you a portion. Go to the. Go and study for yourself. That way you won't be easily led astray because you'd be like, uh, this don't sound right. You know, Jeanette, we've been uh-huh. in a service, we listening, like, what is what what is he talking about? You know, uh-huh. so you can't be led astray if you are equipped. Correct. You, you know you how uh, they, you know how the people uh uh discover counterfeit money? Mm-hmm. It's kinda on the line what you're saying. The Secret uh-huh. Service and people who work around a lot of money, the reason they can tell fake bills because they know what the real one looks like. Uh-huh. Absolutely. They make them. <laughs> you know, that, that is true. You know, when I was putting the show together, I was getting some information, and they were talking about people who have played with God, celebrities mm. that have played with God, and they talked about some of the consequences. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. A lot of times individuals think, oh, well, nothing's going to happen to me, or my mama will get me out of it. Or my, you know, there's some things that your parents cannot bail you out of. There's some things that right. your goodness and your charm, that ain't nobody coming for you to help you. And I tell my son this a lot, too. I be telling my son, don't be name dropping. Don't be telling nobody who your mama is and who your sister, all this other mess to get your butt out of trouble. Because if you keep mm-hmm. playing with fire, you will get burned. Now, let's Absolutely. talk about it biblically, even with some of the consequences. Because we can talk about the president all day long. But we were talking about when this stuff started happening, and people were saying he's not going to get it until he wind up with COVID, and then he got it. And I started naming individuals. And I said, they go get it. They go get it. And I'm not wishing bad on nobody. But like the old saying goes, you're going to learn today. You go learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of the individuals are so upset and so disappointed, <laughs> and even our leader, as we're seeing this, is sad. It is so sad because you play with people's lives. You got individuals whose mama have died of COVID. Kids, I was listening to something on the news where a woman just gave birth and her baby died of COVID. It's like mm-hmm. that's, that's cool, and it was just funny. Yeah. So let's talk about so let, let, me, uh, let me share this right quick because you uh, alluded to the uh, term mock several times. And let me go ahead and read this over in Galatians, the sixth chapter, mm-hmm. verses 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God uh-huh. is not mocked. He's not mocked. Yeah. For whatever man sows, uh-huh. then he will also reap. For he who sows to the reap. flesh. Well, of the flesh reap corruption. Go ahead and say amen if you want to. But he who sold to the Spirit, well, of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary, that's for us, while doing good. For Mm -hmm. a new season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of a household of faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, people start out. They start out right, and their intention and their motive 
is not to mock God, it's to please him and to serve him. But then when you start tapping into ego and and you like the praise more than you're giving God the praise, then your motives change, your yeah. thoughts change, your heart change, and you start to receive all the people's praises for you. And then where you started out right, now you're finishing wrong. Yeah. And that's that right there. That right there. That right there, Lady T. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, Mike, because I remember when you first met me, and you saw how I came in, how I was cleaning up things. You saw what was going on with me. But you noticed I never changed the fact that I was there to help people. Yes. But to be honest with you, when you when you first came there, you know I watched you, and I know you was watching me because I'm like, okay, what kind of crooked mess is she gonna do? Because yeah, uh-huh. I'm working with some crooked people. They they were some low down dirty people. And I figured she was just another one of them, but I watched her. That's and what I have to do. Can I ask? Can I ask you guys what you said? Um, I was thinking about. I think, Jeanette, you were saying uh, we're touching on consequences. Uh-huh. We know, God knows the very hairs of our heads. Mm-hmm. Right? Correct. We the number of hairs on our heads. So I was thinking about that when you were saying how your son, you tell him, don't be name dropping because, you know, there's some things I can't get you out of. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about, how our Father, God, knows everything about mm-hmm. us already. So how he punishes us relates to our relationship with him and how he knows right. us. Like my mom had nine living kids. We were all in one house. We were all punished differently because she knew mm-hmm. us. We had some older sisters. Boy, they used to get it. They used to get beat, honey. <laughs> So, I basically get to beat but, down. And I'm but, like, but, you know, but, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And I always told but, you, I wanted to meet Peggy. I wanted to meet Peggy. Peggy turned it around. Girl, yeah. I always wanted to meet her because you guys would just talk about her like she was just a devil in disguise. And I would always laugh every time I would hear stories about Peggy. But she was. She's one of his first. We had to be like, she is definitely from God, I mean, the devil's army. She was one of his top workers. But all jokes aside, mother knew her kids. So uh-huh. some older kids used to get the beat down. But me, Tammy, Maria, Dan, we didn't never, we never got a beating. Even uh-huh. mother was tired. I can speak for myself, and Tammy can speak for herself, but I learned from what I saw. I learned from, I saw Mother, how she handled them. Mm-hmm. But related to God, God knows each one of us individually. We're his children. So the punishment Correct. will be, it will be fitting. Correct. Um, you and you know what, punishment, speaking of consequences to your actions, whatever, you, it will be fitting. Correct. Speaking of Mother, I still need to call her because I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you are. Well, my consequences is going to be as far as bad as your consequences, Joanne. Because <laughs> mother is not tired. No matter how old mother gets, mother going to get you if you ain't right. Yeah. So, speaking of that, That's when I get up to the today, I've got to call mother and tell, and i still got to go to this down. park. I haven't seen, him this, seen her this whole year, and I know she's like, what is she doing? She'll call me, and I know I'm <laughs> being in trouble. I know, I, I know when I'm in trouble. So I've learned. I, I've learned. But you know what? But like I said, people could people change. People can change for the good. And sometimes when we start talking about holding individuals accountable, God can do a much better job than we can. And sometimes it's not our job to judge. Correct. Correct. Uh-huh. And that's where sometimes we get in trouble. Because we want to play God, and we cannot do that, and we should not do that. I was listening, and when I did the show yesterday, they were talking about a, a homeless guy went up to a guy, and I think asked him for some money in L.A., and I think the, the homeless guy said, God bless you or something, and the guy shot and killed him. It's like, he, 
you something, you know, scriptural, spiritually, and you shoot them for real? If this is what our world is coming to, you know, they're protesting again in L.A. because somebody else has been shot in Texas. They said he was breaking up a, a domestic dispute. So we got so much stuff going on. It's like our world is just, it's, it's just chaotic. But we got to get back to the point to where we need to stop playing. We need to pay attention because there are consequences, and we all going to have to answer to somebody. Well, you know, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. There was a uh, woman of God, her name was Catherine Coleman. She had a very powerful, powerful ministry of healing. She used to have it down there at the Shrine Auditorium all the time. And one thing she said that resonated with me when she said it, and I've never forgot it, she said she not would not want to be here one second after the Holy Spirit is removed from this earth. Now, you, yeah. think you got praying, believing Christians that are praying and bombarding heaven with prayer. And that is the only restraining force that's keeping it back dark. Can you imagine when the church is taken out, what's going to happen? Wow. Just imagine. You know, Mike, it's, it's something that, and I don't operate in fear. I operate in faith. And even some of the things that, you know, we're seeing that's happening, and that's one of the reasons why I make sure that I keep this show on the air because there are individuals that are that do listen in other countries all over the world and some of the feedback that they give me and it's not about me taking time out of my day to do this. I'm just being consistent. I'm being obedient. And when things get I resonate in my spirit to talk about, no matter what the backlash may be, it's something that the Holy Spirit, the Lord has said needs to be be talked about. And that is, don't play with me. Don't play with God. Just don't do it. And individually- you know, uh, when we were talking this morning, one of the things I've come to understand is that if, for, for the believer, God is moving too slow. How come right. these people are getting away, seemingly getting away with all this stuff? And that's why God tells us he's not mine. Correct. Our time you- is not his time. It's mm-hmm. not mercy. Nobody's getting away with anything. But we okay. as the church, we as believers in Christ, there's one thing that we must do that is mandatory. It's like breathing air. Every day that we wake up, we need to submit ourselves to the power, the authority, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit every day. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. Our steps are ordered. Of the Lord. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that said, "Look, Lord started from the back and worked his way forward. He mm-hmm. already knows what's going to happen. Do you think God was caught by surprise when he walked yeah. in the Garden of Eden? Do you really think he didn't know where they were at? But you know, you know what? That's you can't surprise God with nothing. Correct. It's interesting you so said that for the timing because I'm going to say growing up in Compton. Now, you know, when you're growing up and you're young and you're a kid and you are you growing up in poverty and you seeing the drug dealers with all the fancy cars, all the nice clothes, and you seeing people and you wonder, well, what about me? Why don't I have these things? These things start looking great and we start worshiping idols. We start worshiping things. Mm-hmm. And your mama dragging you to church. You got to sit here and listen like everybody in the church on the bus or poor. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear nothing about God. Or when you are you burying your mother, your father, your children, you don't want to hear nothing about God. And you get angry. You get angry. But it's not God. So a lot of times we got to go back to, like you said earlier, he may not come when, when you want him, but he's always on time because he's not. it's not based on our timing. So in the meantime, we'll think, well, I can get away with this, or I can, it ain't going to matter, or I'm trying to do God's will. You're not doing God's will. You're doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Lady T, you're real quiet right about now. What about this doing what you want to do? I guess you put us on mute. I know we lost Joanne, but Lady T's still there. So, Reverend... Johnson, what is it yeah. that we're 
in regards to a lot of individuals doing what they want to do because, you know, even with the older generation, we're finding that now a lot of the older and the seniors are kind of losing faith. You know, some we're watching individuals, kids, even writers walking around here quoting scriptures and, and all of that other stuff. So we're seeing things happening at different stages in people's lives. So what is one of the let, let me read this and talk about people doing what they want to do. I want to read over in Romans 8, chapter, starting with the fifth verse. I'll read through verse 11, if I may. It okay. says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those mm-hmm. who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be cardly minded is death. Wow. To be spiritually minded is life. They're showing a complete contrast here. Mm-hmm. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the mm-hmm. law of God, nor indeed can be. So that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Wow. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not of his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people don't understand what righteousness means. Righteousness simply means that you are in right standing with God. Uh, you know what? That right there. When you are justified, you are declared righteous before God. We need to talk about that next week. Okay, I got another caller calling in. Let me log this person on. Number in 62. How are you doing? And welcome to Righteous Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. It's Elise. Hello. How are you doing? Now, Fine. you know this is a powerful topic. Don't play with God. What do you want okay. to add to as we talk about this topic? Because you and I, we've seen a lot. We've experienced some things. We've witnessed some things. And it was interesting because my daughter told me, she said, Mom, I don't know how you're going to get people to call in on this show because you know you know too many people that you know are playing with God. And that's the point is because you can't save them all, but you can still put the word out. And you can't say, it's like, um, and you know, and it's funny because he had just sent me a image, so I know he's out fishing. Um, Keith Young told me, can't say that nobody tell So what do you want to add to this show, please? Oh, well, I was just looking at the topic. We're talking about emotions, people struggling with emotions. And so, and then people playing with God. Well, I, I mean, if you're asking me that about people playing with God, that's a little tricky for me because... You know, I don't know who's what because we have a lot of people who are in, I understand, that's been in the pulpit that's done things that they shouldn't be doing. So, yeah, they are playing with God. But, you know, it's just kind of tricky for me because who am I to say who's playing with God because therefore I'm judging somebody's walk. Now, we do have the word of God which says we're supposed to live by, and if that person is not living, you know, the way the word of God says on which we supposed to see it, then that's just a different place because right there I just don't know how to um, address that because, like I said, it's not my job to judge anyone and how they live their life, even though I would question some things. I just mm-hmm. can't really – I just know you reap what you sow. If you're doing things that's wrong, it does come back. And God does have consequences in the Word of God when we live our lives contrary to where he has laid it out for us to do in the Bible. So that's, that's the only thing I can respond to that. And you know what? And this is not about just judging other people because many have sinned and fallen short, but that person knows. I know within my heart, like when we were talking about and I was saying how when Mike first met me and Mike said he had been around a bunch of individuals that was already doing all kind of stuff, and Mike probably had a perception when I first came in. But then he yeah. saw that I didn't waver. I stayed the same from when he met me over 15 years ago. My heart is still the same. My mission is still the same. My drive is still the same. No matter what I went through, 
Now, he could have been looking at me from a whole different perspective, but I knew what my responsibilities were. I knew I was a higher power. I knew I was going to be up counted. I'm sorry, but I want to add to that. Let me add this because this is the part where it gets deep. You have vulnerable people out there. And some people approach people with God, like they're they're godly, like they're using the word of God to manipulate. Now, that's where you can speak on playing with God. That Because God loves people, and he don't want us out here using his name, tearing and hurting and ripping people down where they lose their faith in him. So that part right there, I can agree with, yeah, you playing with God now. I have to say it on that term. Yes, because that you're hurting people. You're making people lose their faith in God. Got you. That goes with mocking God and using God's name in vain. You know exactly. You. That's when you got to use wisdom. That's when you got to be. You know, I tell people, I, I don't. Me and preachers don't get along. I, I'm not gonna tell that lie because my mama got pregnant by one. I watched it. Okay, I hell, girl. I used to think the people in the pulpit were greedy and horny. I didn't want to have mm-hmm. nothing to do. And then it seemed like when I started, as I got older, all these pastors started coming towards me. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm going to have But that was my perception. And I'm not saying all, oh, but the thing is we got to pray for our pastors because they flesh get weak, too. They can get caught up, too. And we have to they don't need to be in the pulpit, Jeanette. They need to be sitting down. Sitting still and not up in front of people representing what God is representing. Because the job is hard. And if you got the flesh that's weak, then you sit down and get fed and get more healing. Because you can't sit up there and do that and mislead people. You're in the wrong business, baby. And that's to me you're playing with God. You yes. right. And things, things, well, can I, uh, can I, I say this? Mike, 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 I know you're coming because I'm about to set you up for this with Michael. But people get the big head, the ego, it become about them. And, Mike, you know you've been in some places where you like, I don't like what this person is doing. So how do you get the person to recognize it's time to sit down? Because some will go on a sabbatical. Some will stay there until something happens, and that's when the consequences is. So, Michael, what do you got to say, Reverend Tom Johnson, in regards to what I believe mean, you're saying and what you're talking about? Well, well, God has already given us a blueprint of which to do. Now, uh, the word iniquity, you'll see that in the Bible quite a bit. The word iniquity means living a lifestyle of sin. Uh, the blueprint for confronting somebody, you go talk to them by yourself. If they are still unrepentant, then you bring a witness. If they're still unrepented and don't want to change, then you bring them up before the congregation. Uh, Since you grew up in Compton, they had this church in Compton uh, flourishing. I was invited there a few times, but my my spirit would not allow me to go. But this pastor was living an alternative lifestyle, uh, ripping off money from the church. He went to prison, came back, and he opened up another church and people saw that was double Yeah, exactly. Part of the problem with these ministers is the church congregations have knowledge of it, but they still won't say that because what? That's he makes right. them feel good. He appeals to their flesh. He appeals to their flesh, and our flesh is emotional. You know, the flesh operates on what I call the pleasure principle. Whatever makes the flesh feel good, that's what the flesh wants to do. I preached in this one church, and the Lord changed my sermon, and the title of my sermon was Satan in the Pulpit. Do you know that people pastor didn't write me back? And you got good pastors and you got bad ones, but the way you keep from being tricked, bamboozled, and fooled is by knowing that word. Once yeah. again, how do you tell something that's counterfeit? By knowing what the real deal is all about. But and if they're not preaching the word, then too. they you need know, to be brought to pass. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last comment. I just said God gives us discernment. Like you say, when you go, he always tells us to meet the day with him. And once we get alignment with him, 
Oh, yeah, he'll give us a, a ravery spirit about somebody that's full of it or that's not true with what they're doing. He will mm-hmm. give you that. Mm-hmm. You have to listen, though, you know. A lot of us don't listen. We depend on man or too many other people to give us whatever ideology they're giving us, and we don't seek it out for ourselves because each and every one of us can go to God himself to get the truth. And you know, Pat, if this is a pastor on the other line, you know he does it. Mm-hmm. Well, so you know, you have I a relationship. Remember- if you have a relationship with God, if you have a relationship with God, and you are studying to show yourself approved, and you read your word, and you in your word, and if you go and you know something ain't right, if you know the preacher ain't preaching right, you know something is going on, and you know he's misleading the people, and you stay and you keep going and going and going, you are in agreement with that false right. teaching. Well, you know, because I remember going and watching somebody preach one time, and I was listening. And I mean, it was an awesome preacher. Message was on point. I looked at him. I walked up to him. I said, "Do these people really know who you are?" He said, "It ain't nothing they business to know." When I step off this pulpit, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because I knew. Yeah. I knew. And knowing, like you said, Tammy, yep. I just want to be convicted of knowing you dirty. Knowing you ain't right. Right, that's what I was going to say. And you're going to tell because me that you knew. Had a, but you know what? But to this day, they didn't get that man and let that man preach in the church. Because But because you knew, right. Jeanette, if you would have stayed, God would have held you accountable because you True. know it ain't right. So yeah. if you're in agreement with what's wrong and going against God's word, then God is going to hold you accountable as well. Correct. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's why we start talking about when I say don't play with God, the consequences, it's not worth it. I, I'm not trying to be sick in my grave. I, I'm not, uh-uh, no, I'm not trying to go there. You know, I'm not trying to be going to jail with a bunch of folks because they don't want to do right, don't want to live right, and now you done played with folks and you try to take advantage of individuals. We got to be careful with that because, you know, like they say, when the righteous will not be forsaken nor see baked bread, you got to be careful with how you treat people. Mm, and God, yes, you do. Wow. Okay. All right, Mike. I'm going to let you take the wheel. I'm going to take the wheel on that one. So um, if you want to call in on the show, I know we only got a couple of minutes left. You can give us a call at 516-387-1914. And I want to thank you, Tammy, Mike. Elise, Joanne, for joining in on this topic, because a lot of times individuals are listening, but they're scared to say something, or they don't know, or they don't trust, or they don't, you know, but like I said, we just really got to stop playing God with God, we got to stop playing church, we got to stop taking advantage of individuals, using and manipulating people for our own personal gain, because we will be held accountable. We need better leadership. We need to do differently than what we're doing because this is why I, I'll never forget what Ms. Betty used to tell me, and she was doing, I think, in Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, a lot of individuals don't want to turn from their wicked ways because it's profitable for them. Their wicked ways is what they think is giving them power, and they are abused to them. Um, Reverend Mike Johnson, what do you want to say in regards to that? Because that's another question. Well, the the scripture that you just quoted was Second Chronicles seven fourteen, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, they're talking to Christians in this scripture. If my people mm-hmm. were called by my name, he's talking to Christian folk. Why would he have to tell Christian folks that? We got to be reminded. Must be, must have been something they were doing, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. If my people who were called by my name shall turn away. From their wicked ways. <laughs> he talking to Christian folk. Not everybody that says Lord, Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Say it again. Well, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? And didn't we do this in your name? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's going to be a whole lot of people that's going to be saddened because they're doing the work for God. In other words, they want the blessing, but they don't want the blesser. Yep. Right. 
You know, and, 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 and as far as ministers are concerned, a lot of ministers think God is winking his eye at what they're doing because they're preaching the word. God ain't winking his eye at what they're doing. They ain't getting away with that. Matter of fact, we're going to be judged much harder than, yeah. that, that, than the person that's sitting in the pew because of the responsibility that we've been given. That's true. That is true. Do you but know so many people... So Did many you know there's still like, people right. out there who believe that they? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to talk over anyone. So go ahead. I'm people, sorry. Like with their preachers, and they go in these churches. They like crackheads. They got. They gotta have. They prophecy. They just gotta have. Whether it's coming true or not, and they not even living right, but they just gotta have that prophecy. And they going in there, and they going to they. Uh, they going to they. Spirit, what they think they spiritual drug dealer, which is a pastor who just dishing out all these prophecies, and knowing half of them ain't coming from God, so they proper lying to these people. But these people need it; they're feeding off that. That's what they want. That's what's Tammy. making them jump and shout. And ain't Tammy. nothing coming to pass for them. Tammy, when you said that, you know that person just popped in my spirit when he was told he would go get church. He would go do. He got a church. Mistreated his wife. He did all of that and wound up dead. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even go yeah. to the man's funeral. Couldn't even go to the man's funeral. And that man had a beautiful voice. Could sing his butt off. So, mm. you know. Well, let me, let me say this. God's spirit will always bear witness with our spirit. When I first met my yeah. pastor that I sit under right now, my spirit immediately confirmed with his spirit. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So you have a built-in early warning system, radar, what you ever want to call it, by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit warns you, take heed, pay attention, because he's warning you for a reason. You might not have to see why. He might, you know, you, you, you might be driving down the street and you normally go left, right, left, right. Now he says go right, left, right, left, because God knows what Satan is laying ahead for you. And there might be an accident waiting for you. And the Holy Spirit is leading you out of that situation. That is true. Well, Anise, do you have anything else you want to add to the show before we end? Yeah, I wanted to say real quick that you have a lot of people. I know for I don't want to call out what well, I just said. You can check me. I know for fat Baptist people, they feel like they can mess up and go pray and ask God to forgive them and keep doing mm-hmm. it. Now, I don't yeah. know where they got that from, but I know they believe that, it, you know, they can keep asking for They can keep repeating the pattern. But Jesus says, go and sin no more. Uh-huh. So I don't know where they get that from because they mocking it. I'm sorry, I just clowned. I know that God gives us the will when we want to be healed from something. He gives us the will to be healed from whatever we might be struggling with because none of us is perfect. Right. But there's God. He sent that Holy Spirit to control whatever's going on that we might have a weakness for. But some folks don't use it. They want to, they, they, oh, he knows my weakness. So they'll keep doing it. Like I said, he knows my heart. You know you ain't got no Yeah, then they'll keep doing it. (laughs) You feel convicted after convicted after convicted, but you, but he knows my heart. So, yeah, but how can God use you if you're not changed? How can he use you as a beacon of light if you're doing the same thing as folks in the streets doing? He can't mm-hmm. use you to me because you're not making a difference. You're not showing them how God can change and re-transform re, re, re your life because you're still doing what they're doing. They don't see mm-hmm. no difference in you. That man down the street drinking and smoking question? and taking What men. type of people? What type of people did you say? Oh. I'm not talking about preachers. I'm talking about people who claim, like you said, Lord, Lord, and Christians. They, I said Baptists. Oh, yeah, I said Baptist folks. I'm sorry. I, I've noticed them. Yes, sir. I said Baptist. I noticed Baptist Okay. People. Okay. I yeah. thought that's no, what you I'm said. And, and the only thing I'm going to say about that is you have no denominations in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Anybody going to ask whether you Pentecostal, Baptist, or whatever? Right. If you pray to Romans ten, nine, and ten, that's all that matters. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. We talked about that before 
with the man-made denominations because we're, there's a lot of division, a lot of finger pointing, and we still talking about God and God being the Spirit. Now we ran out of our time, and I want to thank you guys for joining us. Now, because the month of October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I know Monday is a holiday for some, even though we know Christopher did not, Columbus did not discover America because you can't discover what was already here. So some individuals are going to be off of work. Some individuals may have to work. But I'm going to be talking about breast cancer awareness because my mother succumbed to breast cancer. And a lot of times we don't realize that some things we got to change how we eat, we got to change how we think, we got to change how we do things, and even our stress. Because just like COVID is out there, cancer is still out there lurking too. So we have to do some things in regards to changing our lifestyle. So I'm going to be talking about breast cancer awareness on Monday. And Mike, you gave me the topic for Tuesday. We're going to be talking about the righteous. Because the righteous doesn't just mean that you're perfect. It's how are you living? You know, because a lot of times individuals don't believe, and they wonder why people are still holding on to their faith. Because that's all I got. That's all I got. And I'm going to ride it to the wheels fall off. Because I'm not trying to be getting in trouble. I'm really not. Because when it comes to man, I ain't said a man. But I'm not trying to be getting in trouble with God. So I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And remember, until next week, you got this. And if you have any topics or anything you want to discuss or you want to hear or you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at jabnylmft at gmail.com or preciouspredicaments at gmail.com, I believe. Or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and let me know what you want to talk about. Because I've got this platform out here being heard in several different countries and several different languages. Let your voice be heard. So, again, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you guys, okay? Bye. Thank you. Everybody be blessed. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joanne. Bye-bye.